Hey everyone, welcome to the Planned, Prepped, and Productive Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Spackman, registered dietitian and mom of three, and believer in peaceful, easy, but also homemade family meals. On this podcast, I'm helping moms master mealtime and become the boss of their kitchen. As you do this, you'll find more peaceful meals through prep and planning. We will do this by focusing on four pillars for making mealtime manageable, doable, and if you give it a chance, maybe even fun. The four pillars are mindset and self-care, planning and organization, meal planning, and meal prep. This is episode number 77, How to Become a Cleaner Cook. A few weeks ago, I watched in downright surprise as each of my children, ages two through six, quickly and easily cleaned up their toys the first time they were asked without complaint. And no, this is not me switching it up to a parenting episode of the podcast. I'm still reading all the books and seeking my own therapy in that area, so I definitely don't feel ready to teach a man to fish, if you will. So no, this is something different. See, generally, I'm a pretty organized person. Am I a clean person? Eh, there's room for improvement there. Uh, everything might look uncluttered, but there's usually some unidentified sticky things on the counter most of the time. But the insides of my cupboards and closets are spick and span, unless you're looking closely for those crumbs. I mean, who wants to clean after they've organized? But that's beside the point. The point is, generally I'm pretty organized, but this pregnancy, oh hey, I'm 14 weeks pregnant, by the way, I found myself pretty far behind in essentially every area of my life, and my organization keep up definitely had gone downhill. Finally, when I hit around 12 weeks, I was able to get through some days without a nap, and I didn't feel horribly sick until about 7 p.m., which sounds awful, and it still is, but it's so much better. So with my newfound time during the day, I decided to reorganize a little. The plus side of being organized generally is that even when you let things slip, it's not too terribly difficult to catch back up. So I did a little reorganizing, and I also took this time to remind my kids of some rules we'd had before I started napping every day and letting them run the roost including the rule that they were each allowed to have only one toy out at a time. So, the afternoon I started the episode about, this afternoon, after the kids' daily quiet time and mama's work time, I headed upstairs to help them clean up their toys. Um, And I'd had distant memories of a time when cleanup with the kids wasn't the bane of my existence, but in recent weeks it had been a nightmare. So you can imagine my shock and surprise when cleanup was completely done in 10 minutes with minimal fighting. Why? Well, the obvious answer here is because each child had only one thing to clean up and there were no other toys out and there was no other clutter to distract them. Sometimes we forget, but our kids want to be successful, of course, just like we do, but they can get distracted by the clutter and busyness just like we can. So this moment in our home was a good reminder to me of why it's so important to keep my home as clean and clutter-free as possible, you know, with three kids at home. So what's the point of this story? The point is this. 
When I'm talking with moms or reading about what moms have to say or listening to my readers and listeners, the number one complaint I hear about mealtime is I don't have time. And we've addressed this time and time again on the podcast. The complaint I hear the second most is I just hate all of the cleanup. And no wonder, just like when my kids see a huge messy room to clean, they shut down and find every excuse in the book not to clean, we moms shut down when we see the same thing going on in our kitchen, especially if that mess in the kitchen is accompanied by screaming children, running, falling off of chairs, and all of the other chaos that accompanies kids and toddlers at mealtime. You might be nodding your head right now thinking that I've nailed the problem on the head, but you may also be thinking, but Amanda, I know what the problem is. I know I'm stressed and overwhelmed as heck when my kitchen is a disaster, but how do I fix it? And that, my friends, is what today's episode is all about. This is not an episode about quick kitchen hacks or tips and tricks to keep the kitchen clean. The idea behind this post is to help you change your kitchen habits so your kitchen is cleaner all the time. And when it is time to clean up, everything has a spot and you don't have so much stuff that you feel like slumping down in a ball on the kitchen floor to not emerge until morning. So let's go ahead and dig in to how to become a clean cook. So we're going to go into several different areas that will make a huge difference in your kitchen, your evenings, your meal times. And the first is kitchen organization. So just like meal planning and meal prep, and so many of the things that we talk about on the podcast, the most important steps of keeping the kitchen clean happen way before you're actually cooking. So there are two things I want to talk about specifically when it comes to kitchen organization. And just as a reminder, I actually have an entire episode on kitchen organization uh, that I'll drop a link to if you want to delve further into this topic. But the first thing to think about is where can you put things in your kitchen that makes sense? So it seems like there's a lot of talk about, you know, Marie Kondoing your life and getting rid of the things that don't spark joy. But... But what about the things we are keeping that we are using that we do need? We don't do a ton of talking about how to make the most of those things. So in your kitchen, you want to put your pots and pans close to your stove. Put your silverware and tableware close to the dishwasher so that unloading the dishwasher is fast and easy. Put utensils like whisks and wooden spoons in the most central workspace. Tuck little used appliances somewhere less convenient and save the prime real estate in your kitchen for the things that you use every day. The second part of organization is to create a space for everything. Bins and labels are your best friends, and I'm sure you've seen the immaculate pantries on Pinterest, and the good news is that while these are pretty, you don't need to replicate them exactly, but they do have the right idea. Creating a space for everything ensures that it's easy to put things away when you're done. My favorite bins are actually just from Walmart. I'll drop a link to them, but they're dish pans that you can buy in different sizes and they're less than $3 a piece. They're white and they actually look pretty darn good in the pantry without breaking the bank. These two steps when it comes to kitchen organization are really important. We really aren't that different from our kids. We have to make cleanup as easy as possible when we're not actually cleaning so that when it's time to clean, putting things in the right spot is the easy option. This means designated spaces and also leaving enough space 
within these designated spaces for everything you need. If an area is too full or too cluttered, that leads to overwhelm. So let your things breathe. Which brings me to the next point. If you want to become a cleaner cook, you need to become a minimalist, at least kind of, sort of. I've been reading and studying a lot about minimalism in all aspects of life, our physical life, spiritual life, extracurricular life, etc. And while I'm definitely a believer in the idea undoing years and years of learning that a life of abundance and materialism is what brings happiness definitely takes practice uh, to undo. I own like 10 swimsuits and 20 pairs of yoga pants. Quarantine shopping got me like the best of them. So when I say become a minimalist, I'm really just talking about clearing out enough things and enough space so that even if you made a great big huge mess in your kitchen, it wouldn't be hugely overwhelming to clean it up. If you can't let go of some lesser use items, that's okay, but try storing them somewhere other than the kitchen to clear up some space so that your kitchen is as clear as possible and clean up, even if you happen to have everything out, is not incredibly overwhelming because you have the right amount of things for your kitchen. And another thing I want to point out is that it's really important to keep in mind the size of your kitchen. And I understand wanting all of the fancy things and maybe You can find somewhere for those things, but really try to keep your kitchen space as uncluttered as possible, which I know can be really difficult for those of you with small kitchens. I lived in rentals for 10 years, so I am very experienced with small kitchens, and I produced almost every single one of the recipes on my blog in a tiny rental kitchen. So it is possible, but it does take discipline. All right, so after minimalism, let's start digging into the actual process of cleaning your kitchen. So you're going to want to start with a fresh slate. What I mean by that is you want to start cooking in a clean kitchen. This is one that we all know is a good idea, like, hello. But just because we know it's a good idea doesn't mean that it's not really difficult to get into the habit of actually doing it, especially when you're overwhelmed with all of the other mom things that you have to do. But if you start cooking with a clean kitchen, you'll be more motivated to put things away as you go and you'll feel more peaceful throughout the cooking process. In order to start with a clean slate, I try to unload the dishwasher first thing in the morning. This does not happen every day, but this is the goal. (laughs) Keeping the kitchen entirely clean during the day is a tall order for a mom with three kids at home, and it's probably not going to happen. But If the dishwasher is at least empty, I can take five minutes for a quick tidy before I start cooking. In our home, we've also tried really hard to get in the habit of having the kids put their own dishes in the sink or in the dishwasher, depending on their age, throughout the day. Again, this can feel like a tall order when you have so much going on, but... My thought here is that you can choose to put in the work in small tidbits of time throughout the day, or you can have a great big work session in the evening uh, where it's harder to get your kids to help because, again, they see that overwhelming mess just like you do. So I find that as much as we can do in little pockets throughout the day, uh, the more smoothly evening mealtime goes. These little habits make it possible to start cooking in the most peaceful environment possible. 
All right. So this next thing I want to talk about, I actually learned from my time working in commercial kitchens, and that's to start every cooking session with a scrap bowl and a clean wash rag and a suds bucket. So remember, the idea that we're trying to create with all of these habits is to make cleaning up the easy thing to do instead of the stressful, overwhelming thing to do. So we all know in our minds that cleaning as we go would be so much less overwhelming than cleaning at all at the end. But how do we get our lazy human selves, I'm calling us all out here, to actually do it? So one way is to keep a scrap bowl, like I said, and a clean wash rag and suds bucket or bowl ready and available when you start cooking. So the point of this is, is that you have a place that you can quickly throw all of your scraps and trash as you're chopping. Um, You can also make sure that you keep only compostable things in there and you can compost this as well. Um, Having a wash rag ready allows you to quickly clean up any spills instead of leaving them for later once they've dried on and are much more difficult to get off. We can't really talk about becoming a clean cook as a mom without talking about our kids. Obviously, it feels like this all would be a whole lot easier if we didn't have all of our kids' needs to manage at the same time as we're trying to put dinner on the table. And this will continue to be a struggle. I don't want to make unfair promises that that your kids are going to, you know, become perfect little well-dressed perfectly obedient minions, you know, (laughs) uh, just because you make a few changes. However, there are things that can work. Um, And one problem with cooking with kids is that no matter how clean and organized you are, kids thrive on making messes when they're unsupervised. This has to be like statistical fact, I'm pretty sure. So to mitigate this, give your kids an assigned task. It can be in the kitchen. Um, I do have an episode about cooking with kids in the kitchen that can give you some ideas of tasks that kids can do. Um, Or it could just be a toy that they don't normally get to play with. Um, And make sure you keep them close by if they want to be close by because I've found that my kids' behavior is so much better when they're nice and close. So even if that means some extra toys to clean up when we're all done, it's worth it to me to have my kids close and feeling welcome in the kitchen. And like I said, just try to be proactive before you even start cooking, get your kids something out to entertain them for as long as possible. Kids are kids. So like I said before, the solution is not perfect, but it does help immensely. All right, back to the nitty gritty of the kitchen it's important to rinse and reuse. So the more you can reuse your dishes, particularly your measuring spoons, measuring cups, mixing utensils, your job cleaning will be so much easier. You could even consider with your wash rag bowl and your scrap bowl, a third bowl of soap water to soak spoons and cups in as soon as you use them. Um, things that you think you might reuse so that once you're ready, you can just grab it out of the bowl and then give it a quick rinse and use it again. This is another area where minimalism really helps. If you only have a handful of measuring cups and spoons, wooden spoons, etc., you'll be forced to reuse them, making the cleaning process at the end easier. 
I've also been doing a lot of research recently about digital minimalism and minimalism in general, like I said, and I've learned that it's so important for me to put my phone away while I'm cooking. It's common for a lot of families to put phones away during dinner, but I encourage you to actually put your phone away during the entire cooking process. If you have your phone, you'll automatically use your downtime to scroll, especially if your recipe's on there. So you're already being drawn back to your phone time and time again to look at your recipe. Um, Things will start to boil over that you'll have to clean up because you're distracted scrolling. Um, So use paper recipes whenever possible. Put your phone away and you'll be amazed at how much easier it is to keep things clean and tidy and keep yourself from being crazy overwhelmed with the cooking process. Lastly, use your downtime efficiently. So when you don't have your phone to distract you, you'll learn to multitask in the kitchen. Not too much. We don't want to multitask so much that we start getting distracted and forgetting what we're actually doing. But a little bit of multitasking is really beneficial. Uh, You can get dishes into the dishwasher as the veggies simmer. You can wipe down the counters while your bread finishes in the oven. Resist the urge to chill when you have a small break in cooking. And make a goal to have the kitchen as clean as possible by the time the meal is finished. Um, This is my favorite thing, and it doesn't happen every night, but whenever the meal is essentially cleaned up, By the time we sit down to eat, the actual mealtime goes so much smoother and bedtime goes smoother as well because we can quickly get the kitchen cleaned and get the kids in bed. All right, my friends, that's it. The hacks are more accurately habits that will make cleaning the kitchen while cooking less stressful and overwhelming. Since I finally got to share my news with you guys, next week we're talking pregnancies, specifically how to meal prep and meal plan to survive that dreaded first trimester that I am so glad I am exiting. I am excited to chat about it, friends. I will talk with you next week. Happy planning. <laughs>